Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Our post-NFL draft mock draft. We'll talk about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. we got an hour to talk about this on the full-length FFT show, but here in five minutes, we'll give you the headlines. First, though, the NFL headlines, Jamie, uh, just if you want to weigh in on your thoughts on Sony Michelle going to the Dolphins and Mike Davis going to the Ravens. Yeah, obviously not ideal for those backfields. You know, clearly you got to worry about the Ravens and the health situation of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Uh, if they're banged up, now they have an insurance policy that they trust, and you know, we'll see how it plays out during the season if everybody's healthy. But clearly, you got to, you know, be a little bit concerned now about a three-headed monster uh, with those guys, uh, especially since none of them are really significant pass catchers. Mike Davis probably being the best of that trio based on his track record. Uh, for the Dolphins, again, you know what the 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 situation is. They're coming from the 49ers staff, uh, Mike McDaniel and company, and so it's always kind of been draft the one that's last uh, available to you, and that's probably going to be Sony Michelle. But uh, two backfields that I'm probably going to try to avoid unless the cost is good. So Dobbins, if he falls to round five or later, maybe I'll jump in there. Gus Edwards or, or Mike Davis, just with a late-round pick, again, until we find out the health situation. And then with the Dolphins, uh, again, probably just take the last one that's available if you want to get a piece of that backfield. Okay, we'll take a look at the 12-team PPR mock draft. And the first thing that really jumps out, it goes Taylor, Eckler, McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, the number two wide receiver off the board, the number five overall pick. Was that a mistake? I think so, you know, unless you're just banking on Adams being the same player, because if he's the same player, he should be the second receiver drafted. And you can make a case he should be the first receiver drafted because that's how we were viewing him. In some cases, I know he's had Adams number one prior to the trade uh, going from Green Bay to the Raiders. But I just look at it as, you know, to me, Justin Jefferson's in a better spot. Uh, Jamar Chase in a better spot. You know, we have to see if Adams can still put up the same type of numbers with Derek Carr in this offense. And so uh, I think he's closer to a round two pick, uh, if not solidified in round two. So to take him fifth overall ahead of the running backs that are still on the board and some of the other receivers, I think that's a mistake. I was expecting Brees Hall to go in round three. He went in round four, the third pick of round four, so 39th overall. And he went with Cam Akers right after him, Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott. So those were the round four running backs. Brees Hall, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, Gibson, a noteworthy faller after the drafting of Brian Robinson. Uh, what do you make of that round? Hall, Akers, Gibson, Zeke. I think we expect all these guys to have company to whatever degree. You know, Akers with Henderson, Zeke with Tony Pollard, um, and Gibson, as you mentioned, with Robinson and J.D. McKissick. And this is a PPR league. And so Brees Hall could be the best of the bunch, and he might be the best by a, a lot. Or he could be just a part of this group, you know, as a safe or, or you know, not necessarily safe, but a, a, as a number two running back that's going to have some flaws and not necessarily produce the level of like a Najee Harris last season. So... This is the right spot for him. This is about the range I have him ranked. I have him ahead of this group, uh, all four of the guys that you mentioned. Um, Gibson's the one that's just frustrating because we still have high expectations. I still have high expectations for him to be the best running back in Washington, but it's hard to say that based on what they've told us this offseason by keeping McKissick, uh, however that worked out with Buffalo, and then drafting Brian Robinson. So uh, I think round four is the right spot for him, but I agree with you. We could see him creep into round three. And if we get to training camp and we find out that it's his job and Michael Carter is just going to supplement him to whatever degree, we will definitely see him in round three and maybe even into round two. 
Let's go to round six where we find Ken Walker taken. Travis Etienne, Ken Walker, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Elair are the five running backs in that round. Travis Etienne, Ken Walker, uh, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, and CEH. Who's your favorite? Oh, and Cordero Patterson. I'm sorry. So six. Who's your favorite there? Uh, give me a list again. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Etienne, Murray. Uh, sorry. Walker. He went right after Kyler Murray. So Etienne, Ken Walker, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Cordero Patterson. Uh, ETN is my favorite, but, uh, I'll tell you, so I took Ken Walker and the, the three guys I was, the, the four guys I was debating was ETN, Walker, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Miles Sanders. So I believe went in the next round. And so, um, I took Walker just because I wanted to see how that went. Uh, I didn't want him to continue to fall. Uh, I mean, look, by the time, again, we get to training camp, he could be ahead of this group you know, depending on Rashad Penny's status and Chris Carson's status. We got the report this week that Chris Carson, you know, Pete Carroll still doesn't know his health. So that's a better situation for, for Walker. But also we got the the story, uh, I believe it was at, over the weekend, about he's got to still work on his pass protection. They don't know if he'll be the third down back. So there, this Seattle offense really is still up in the air until we get the quarterback situation handled. Uh, so Walker belongs in this range, but he might be at the tail end of it by the time we get to camp. Okay. I have no interest in Damian Harris right now, Jamie, especially in round six. And by the way, Miles Sanders went in round eight. went two rounds later. Oh, wow. Damian Harris not going to catch a lot of passes. We know that. I'm not – I mean, I mean, I think he's going to be ahead of Ramondre Stevenson, but I don't think it would be a shock if Stevenson overtook him. Well, think- there was the the story, I believe, last yesterday that came out about Pierre Strong having a role. Now, yeah. we talked about this earlier that maybe it's the James White role, but I don't think that they're going to necessarily just – not use a third guy carrying the ball too, you know. So if he's losing carries, those touchdowns have to be mm-hmm. close to 15 again for yep. him to be a safe number two running back. And I'm with you. He's going to continue to slide my ranking. All right. That's it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Looking forward to breaking down this entire draft on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Please check that out. Thanks a lot for watching and listening. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you later.